Happy Sabbath. Is this working well? It's not working well? Do something else? Okay. Check. Is that better? Just before we start, a um, couple announcements, just a few. First of all, I just want to clarify one thing, okay? We have Friday, Friday night Vespers every Friday in this church, in EM Sanctuary, okay? And this is for everyone. The Vespers might be led by different ministries every Friday, but it is for anyone and everyone to come and join, okay? So just wanted to clarify for everyone. Also, uh, we started live streaming last weekend, Uh, And how it works is you go to the church website and go to messages. You can either listen to a podcast or download podcast, or you can go to live streaming. Okay, you click on subscribe. And apparently we need to subscribe it to see the new um, sermons every week. So please subscribe. Uh, We actually need 100 subscribers. Okay, I'm not getting paid, okay? All right, we just need 100 subscribers for us to customize a few things for our church. So please go there and subscribe. Uh, Next thing is we have Vacation Bible School. So please, everyone, sign up to volunteer. But there's one more thing. We are actually doing Vacation Bible School at the camp meeting too. So our church will be running Vacation Bible School at the camp meeting. So please volunteer and help us with the Vacation Bible School. Lastly, uh, please sign up for 6K. It is very important We've been doing this for many years now. Uh, We've been announcing it for a long time. Please sign up for 6K and join us. Today, we are starting a new series called Courageous. It's a series on Daniel chapters 1 through 7. The book of Daniel is about a young Hebrew boy named Daniel who later becomes a prime minister of Babylon, which was the world power in about 600 BC. The book actually is divided into two different sections, Daniel chapters 1 through 6 uh, are about the court tales of Daniel, and Daniel chapters 7 through 12 are the apocalyptic visions of Daniel. So we kind of study Daniel 7 through 12 together with the Revelation. However, for this series, I would like to do something different. I find it interesting that the chapter 1 of Daniel, it is written in Hebrew. Okay, it's, it's written in Hebrew language, which is normal for most of Old Testament books. But what's really interesting is Daniel chapters 2 to 7 are written in Aramaic, which is like a cousin of the Hebrew language. And then verses through 8 to 12 are back to Hebrew. So something about chapters 2 to 7 that are related and connected. So I wanted to study that, and this is what we actually find. All right? Uh, Daniel chapters 2 to 7 are in chiastic structure. Let me show you what I mean by a chiastic structure. So, Chapter 2 and 7 
Okay, chapter 2 and 7 are about dreams, okay? Chapter 2 is about king's dream of the image, and chapter 7 is about Daniel's dream of the beast. Okay, but they're all about dreams. Both chapters 3 and 6 are about persecution. So in chapter 3, Daniel's friends get thrown into a fire furnace, and Daniel gets thrown into lion's den in chapter 6. Okay? Both chapters 4 and 5 are about self-glory. Self-glory of chapter 4, King Nebuchadnezzar, and self-glory of King Belshazzar in chapter 5. So we have this chiastic structure that we see in the, in the Bible, and I wanted to just do a four series on it. So today will be the introduction, chapter 1, and next weekend will be uh, 2 and 7, 3 and 6 after that, and we're going to take a pause, and then we're going to go back to 4 and 5. Okay? Then we'll study all these chapters and, and find out what it's like to have courageous living for all of us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful, beautiful Sabbath and beautiful people in this beautiful church. As we open the Bible, open our hearts also. In Jesus' name, amen. So here we go, part one. Daniel chapter one. Uh, For those of you who have never read the book of Daniel, uh, the story is set right after Babylonians' first attack on Jerusalem. Okay? And they have besieged the city and, and took everything from the city and the temple of God and also took a wave of Israelites into exile. Among them were four royal family, four members of royal family of David, Named Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, and of course, who? Daniel. When they arrive in Babylon in shackles, they learn that they are chosen to be in Babylonian king's elite club. Okay? And the criteria for this elite club is very, very interesting. So listen to this. The king would choose young men without any physical defect. Perfect body, like perfect skin, tall, well-built, without any blemishes. I would have never made it. How many of you guys think that you, you would have made it? Raise your hand. I would have made the cut. Raise your hand. Nobody. Good. We talk about self-glory in a couple of weeks. Without any physical defect. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound familiar? Without any physical defect. This is a familiar phrase from the Bible when they refer to priests and sacrificial animals. Without any physical defect. These are the people who belong to God or the sacrificial animals which belong to God. In addition, these young men were also, what does the Bible say? Handsome. 
Okay? You have to be good looking. They all look like Jungkook, Suga, Jamin, and Jamin? Jimin, Jimin, and J Hope. All right. Okay? They all looked beautiful. And you know this word, right? You know this word, handsome? Same word as pleasing to the eye. Where did you hear that before? Showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand. Where did you hit that? Where did you hear that before? In Genesis. These are all the reasons that Adam and Eve took the forbidden fruit. You see what's happening here. This is what the King this is what King Nebuchadnezzar is doing. Okay? This is what he desires. This is what Babylon signifies. We see King Nebuchadnezzar taking what belonged to God and taking the things which were forbidden by God. This is the way of the Babylon. They were to learn the language and literature of Babylon. The language means what? Culture. Literature means what? Philosophy. So King Nebuchadnezzar wanted to take the royal descendants of Israel, educate them, train them, and shape them with the way of Babylon and use them for his service. You think this is interesting? It gets better. They were to eat and drink from the king's table. Okay? King's table probably served the kind of food that uh, King's Buffet in San Bernardino serves. If you've ever been there, um, stuff like Babylonian pork chop, uh, shrimp, uh, king crabs, and um, calamari, which is Pastor Juni's favorite food. The Babylonians even changed their names to Belshazzar, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The Babylonians wanted to teach the the culture, philosophy, and lifestyle of these Hebrew boys and, and, and transform into good Babylonian men. But did it work? Look at Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. King James Version says he purposed his heart. It means he made up his mind not to defile himself. In verse 13, Daniel actually refuses to eat from the king's table and asks for what? New International Version calls it vegetables. King James Version calls it pulse. What is pulse? In original language, this means seeds and vegetables. 
seeds and vegetables. Does that sound familiar? What is Daniel doing here? The king's table was filled with food which God had forbidden his people to eat. Okay? God declared them unclean. So Daniel refused to eat them and asked for what God meant for us to eat from creation. Seeds and vegetables. So here in chapter 1, we clearly see King Nebuchadnezzar taking what belongs to God and what God has forbidden. This is why Babylon represents the fallen world of sin. There's no God. There's nothing holy. There isn't anything that belongs to God. There isn't anything that God forbids. Take all that you desire. Take all that you desire. You know, that's what the world tells us, right? If you want it, if you dream it, take all that you desire. But Daniel, on the other hand, purposed his heart to refuse what God has forbidden and to follow God's way. Then what happened? The Bible says, at the end of the chapter, today's chapter, after 10 days, The king tested them and found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. They were how many times? Ten times smarter and better than all the wise men of the entire kingdom. How many times? Ten times. Daniel and his friends courageously purposed their heart not to defile themselves, not to follow the Babylonian culture, the way of Babylon. You see, sometimes followers of Jesus are called to go against the culture. We're called to go against a popular culture. We're called to go against what other people may call normal. Everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it, but we are called to purpose our hearts to be different. The world tells us to take all we want, take all we desire. But followers of God, we know that certain things are forbidden by him for our own good. Come on, right? Everyone does it. Everyone eats it. Everyone drinks it. Everyone listens to it. Everyone watches it. Everyone wears it. Everyone likes it. They make that normal. But Daniel purposed his heart not to defile himself. Defile here means make yourself not make yourself. Defile means make yourself unclean. Okay? Eating at king's buffet, I mean, uh, king's table to Daniel meant defiling. 
This was not just about food and diet. You know that, right? This is not just about food or diet. This had everything to do with remaining faithful to God. He meant spiritual defilement, spiritual uncleanness. To Daniel and the friends, this was about following the way of the Lord versus following the way of Babylon. Daniel couldn't serve two masters. Are you listening, Lomar, in the church? Daniel could not serve two masters. Jesus called this in the world but not of the world. We live here but we're not home. I live here but I don't belong here. Daniel was a stranger or an alien in Babylon. You know, I'm very familiar with this idea of being an alien. Okay? Not because I'm an alien, okay? Because I was literally an alien in this country. It's called legal alien. I was a legal alien in this country for a long time. I mean, I lived here. My residence was here. I went to work here. Had a home here. And did all my everyday thing here. But my citizenship was somewhere else. So I understand exactly what Daniel went through. What we learn here today from Daniel is that our spiritual citizenship is not here. You're a legal alien here in this world, but this is not your home. You can say amen right there, okay? Amen? Yes. You see, at the end of the day, we don't really belong here. We're just passing through. So don't get too comfortable in our lives. The world is filled with wars, famine, suffering, poverty, death. But this dark world is not our home. We're not left in darkness. We're not left helpless. We're not left hopeless in this world. That is exactly what Jesus meant when he said, we're not of this world. In fact, we are the heirs of heaven, the citizens of the kingdom of God. We're not without the light. But then, what this does to us is it makes us do some things differently, okay? I am very familiar with this idea of being different too, okay? I'm certain that many of you can relate. I can't just have spaghetti. I have to put a ton of crushed red pepper in it. You know what I mean? You can't just eat regular Alfredo. Come on. You have to drench it in Tabasco sauce. 
Instead of craving toasty and hot cocoa at night, I crave ramen noodle at night. You feel me? Yes. Amen. It's different. I'm just giving you food and diet example, but it's way bigger than that. Courageous living as followers of Jesus means we are different. When everyone may want to go out on Friday evenings, we go to Vespers or small groups. When everyone plays golf on Saturday, we go to church. When all my friends study on Sabbath, because every minute counts, we leave it to Jesus and rest in Jesus until the sun down. It's different, but that's called courageous living. Even if everyone seems to follow the popular culture in relationships, we set healthy and holy boundaries. Even if everyone parties, we make better choices. We have higher standards. We are called to go against the culture. We need to be courageous like Daniel. And that is what we learn today from chapter 1. Going against the culture, the way of Babylon. It's not the most popular thing. It's hard. It's a lot easier to just Go with the flow, right? Should I do this? Should I not do this? Is that okay? Is this not okay? Uh, what do I do? Constantly going through this kind of tension. It's not fun. However, Loma Linda Church, being an alien in this world, having our citizenship in heaven, means we need to live with tension. Did you hear what I said? Going through all these questions, should I do this, not do this? Uh, Should I let my children do this or not do this? Yes, it's hard. But that is courageous living for the followers of Jesus Christ. Keep asking if this is a godly way. When I was young, we used to take vacations. A lot of times we would take vacations to rivers. Okay? In Korea, there are a lot of beautiful rivers. In California, not so much. The only river I see is right behind my house, and there's not much going on. Okay? If you want to see beautiful rivers of South Korea, watch Mr. Sunshine. There's a lot of beautiful rivers there. We would go there and camp right by the river, and we would always go swimming. Funny thing about uh, Koreans, it's probably different now, but when I was little, is that not many people know how to swim. So most people are just right by, right by the water where they can, their feet can touch and just, just, touch, just touch the water and just, just play with the water. Nobody's really swimming. Okay? And the adults always tell you, Do not go swimming. 
just play with the water, but do not go swimming because nobody knows how to swim, number one. And number two, all rivers have current. It's deceivingly strong, and it can be very, very dangerous. Every time we go camping, they always tell you about the, you know, the people who died at the river. They're like, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so died, so don't go swimming there. Just play with the water, but do not go swimming. That's how I grew up, okay? But here's something about swimming in the river, but when you swim upstream. When you look at the river, you don't really feel like it looks dangerous. It just looks beautiful. But if you're swimming upstream, oh, it's exhausting. You cannot get anywhere. In fact, in fact, most of us will just get carried away by the current. You know what's interesting about rivers is that going, swimming against upstream is just, it just feels like our spiritual life, right? It's just trying to remain faithful to God, trying to go to church all the time and just keep our faith. It just feels like I'm always swimming upstream and current is always taking us down. It is tiring and it is exhausting. That is what it feels like to live in this world, in this culture, in this way of Babylon. But here's a question. You ready for this? Here's a question. Daniel, in his life, did he simply survive because he was an alien? Or did he thrive? Think about it. Did Daniel simply survive because I'm an alien in this country? I'm a, I'm a prisoner of war. Um, did he just survive in Babylon or did he thrive? If you look at the story of Daniel, you know what he did? Ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters of the whole kingdom. He thrived. Think about that. Daniel went through many hardships, always living with tension. You're going to learn about it later. His friends got thrown into fire furnace. He got thrown into a lion's den. But for some reason, when we look at his life, he thrived in his life. How? Was it the seeds and vegetables? This is like when Adventists, we love it. We're like, you know, you have to eat vegetables because that's how you get really smart. Okay, I'm not against that message. Vegetables are very important and some of the vegetables are brain food. I get that, okay? I know quinoa and flaxseed are so healthy. I get it, Okay? But eating them for 10 days does not turn you into a genius. I'm sorry, but look at the Bible, okay? 
staying away from unclean food or wine is good and healthy, but that's not the point here either. The reason why they thrived is because, look at Daniel chapter 1 verse 17. To these four young men, who gave knowledge and understanding? God gave them understanding and knowledge. Of all kinds of literature and learning, and Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. God blessed them, staying faithful. Even in the strange land as Babylon. You know what amazed me about this story, Roman in the church? So check this out, okay? This is what amazed me about Daniel. If you really put yourself in Daniel's shoes, you realize something you've never seen. If you put yourself in Daniel's shoes, Lomar in the church, think about this. To young Daniel, his world as he knew it was destroyed. No, think about this. Israel was destroyed. His families were killed. His country gone. The chosen nation eliminated. And get this. The temple, the pillar of their religion, the pillar of their faith, the temple of God was robbed and demolished. How do you stay faithful? How do you still follow God and His words? How do you still resolve not to defile yourself when all your when the world as you know it is gone? When the pillars of faith are destroyed, when your temple completely eliminated. When your world as you know it collapses, can you still stay faithful? When the pillars of your faith are shattered, can you still courageously stand for your faith? How did Daniel do it? How did Daniel do it? Lomar in the church, Daniel's faith was not about Israel, the nation. Daniel's faith was not about his family or his friends. It was not about his parents. His faith was not about the temple as it was for most Israelites. Daniel knew he belonged to the kingdom of heaven. He knew for some reason when Israel was completely demolished, when his friends and family all got killed, when the temple just disappeared, Daniel still knew he belonged not to this world, but the world up there in the kingdom of heaven. 
that gives people courage. I don't belong here. This is not my home. I'm just passing through. It feels like I'm swimming upstreaming, right? I understand. It really feels like I'm just swimming upstream at times. It can be exhausting. But I purpose my heart and not follow the way of this world. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for reminding us that